Do you ever get afraid to step out of your safe but boring artistic boundaries? Let me take you to a place where today in Nashville is already tomorrow there, where tropical forests are just a few hundred feet from glaciers, where there are more sheep than people, more ways to fix coffee than anywhere else, and where the arts they've created are powerfully unique and courageous. Let me take you to New Zealand. Hello, this is Judy Rodman. You're listening to All Things Vocal Podcast. This is the audio version of the blog you can find at judyrodman.com. New Zealand's strengths include multicultural communities who are willing to go beyond the usual, the expected, the safe clone of what's been done before. My husband John and I recently returned from our bucket list vacation there and came back incredibly inspired by the fresh, brave, breathtaking land and people that we got to immerse ourselves in for a couple of weeks. Let me share some of what we experienced and may it enlarge your own list of possibilities. First, let me talk about the earthquake in Christchurch. Earthquake? Do art on the healing. In February 2011, Christchurch, New Zealand experienced an earthquake that caused 30 million tons of ice to shear away from its largest glacier, the Tasman Glacier, damaged 100,000 homes, injured several thousand people, and killed 185. Needless to say, it was catastrophically devastating, financially, physically, and emotionally. Some empathetic and courageous street artists got to work drawing beautiful pictures all over the city to make people feel better and more hopeful during the continuing cleanup and rebuilding. Art for the heart. FYI, in the notes to this podcast, you'll see some links to videos about things I mentioned in this episode, including a video showing you some of this street art. The next courageously creative thing I saw in New Zealand was a dance mat in the street. The dance mat was created by a company called Gap Filler in 2012 to bring people, life, and energy back to the central city in Christchurch after the loss of dance spaces due to that quake. Talk about creative. To use it, people just bring any of their devices that have headphone jacks plug it into a converted washing machine, yes, a washing machine, and pop in $2 to power it up, and then they start dancing. I saw it used by several people right there in the street in the heart of the city, between the buildings that were being worked on. It's yet another example of the power of music to heal. Next courageous endeavor, create a new form of coffee. When you order coffee in New Zealand, the next word out of your server's mouth is going to be, what kind? The list usually includes long black, Americano, latte, cappuccino, macchiato, espresso, and my favorite, flat white. My friend, keyboardist Catherine Styron Marks, told me that she became addicted to flat coffee while on tour with Reba in New Zealand, and she drank five cups one morning. I totally understood. We commiserated on not being able to find it in the U.S. so far. So if you know of a shop that serves it, please let me know. 
without coffee, my first student in the morning would note a bit of brain frog from their coach. And yes, vocal health enthusiasts, I do have a glass of water along with that coffee. Next, grow your own sweet potato. I became addicted to Kumara, New Zealand's unique sweet potato. I ate it in bread and as fries, and now I'm trying to replicate the taste in recipes with our sweet potatoes, which have close, but not quite, that Kumara flavor. This reminds me of how lyrics and music have unique markers that make them seem to belong in certain places. And we need to understand those nuances as we write for the certain market. Next endeavor, create shopping malls of shipping containers. Start City Mall was built out of shipping containers in the center of the Christchurch devastation. It was so successful and beloved that it may turn from temporary into a permanent fixture. Think about it. How many lasting beloved songs have been written in the middle of pain? An interesting parallel. Next creative endeavor that I noticed, eye language at work in a sheepdog. It may surprise you that creative eye language is used by dogs to herd sheep. New Zealand has more sheep than people and they all need direction. Watching a sheep herding event reminded me of how creative a singer or speaker's eyes need to be in order to capture and corral our own audiences. Next, sing in the glowworm caves. The Waitamo glowworm caves in North Island contains a glowworm that's unique to New Zealand. It only exists there. We took a bus trip there and met a girl who's legally blind named Rachel Leakar, who is a finalist on The Voice in Australia, of all things. Guided by her friend into the caves with us, our tour guide asked her to sing in the tallest section of the cave. As I listened to this brave angel sing La Vie en Rose in this beautiful echo chamber, I thought about how many opportunities we don't take as artists and performers because we're afraid. Oh, and then we got to see the glowworms, which for all the world looked like something right out of the movie Avatar. The whole experience was breathtaking. My next thought is how they celebrate the indigenous culture there. The Maori are indigenous people who immigrated to Aotearoa, which is what they call New Zealand, from Polynesia well before the Europeans. We were invited into their village to witness some of their rituals, dances, and hear their music. The Maori culture, art, and language are highly respected and revered throughout the country in both North and South Islands. Their cultural symbol, the silver fern, has been adopted throughout New Zealand, including the tails of all the planes in New Zealand Airlines. Most public names, instructions, Restaurant menus and bathrooms include Maori language words right beside the English words. I enjoyed learning and saying kiora to the smiling strangers that I met along the way, which reminded me, in music, when we're performing, there are no strangers. You know, musical genres are a lot like languages. Different people express the same emotion with different kinds of music. While we all have our own learned and preferred languages, we should respect all others 
even possibly consider bravely listening and creating outside our musical norm. Next wildly creative thing I witnessed in New Zealand, turn a beloved movie set into a permanent site. If you watched The Hobbit or Lord of the Rings movies, you may remember The Shire. In a light bulb of creativity, Peter Jackson and company decided to turn the temporary hobbit hole houses that they had built for the movies into a permanent tourist site. They have a contract with the landowner there in New Zealand to keep the site groomed and guided and expanded for tourists that come from all over the globe. On the bus trip there, they of course played a song from the soundtrack. Between the music, the flower and vegetable gardens, the detail around the whole houses, and the green dragon tavern we drank in, it was really a magical experience. It would be a good thing to turn our performances into experiences worthy of permanent memories. And the last thing that I learned from New Zealand, never take it for granted. The mountains, valleys, glaciers, forests, coasts, and fjords of New Zealand are ever-changing. Between earthquakes, volcanoes, floods, wildfires, the land is always making itself over. Therefore, part of the creative courage that I see in New Zealand, I think, comes from not being able to take tomorrow for granted. One must learn to ride the roller skates and turn broken treasures into new dreams. So must we all. I hope you've enjoyed this wider take on all things vocal. If you'd like to see pictures from my vacation, check out the link in the notes to this podcast. Kia ora, dear listeners. I'll love you even more if you leave me a review. This is Judy Rodman, and you can always find me at judyrodman.com. See you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.